Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 80 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today, our show is brought to you by Mixmax. With Mixmax, you know exactly who opened your email and when. Schedule meetings in one email with the Google Calendar integration. Templates and sequences mean you can create the perfect email with one click. Other features include built-in automatic reminders and integrations with leading CRM providers. To save time and get more out of Gmail, head on over to Mixmax.com. It's also brought to you by Tech Site Builder. Tech Site Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your IT business. Save time and frustration with Tech Site Builder. Learn more at techsitebuilder.com. All right, guys, on this episode, we go way back to the original computer business podcast to revisit our interview with Dave Walker of bizhive.com. He's going to talk about preparing your business for the holiday season. Learn the importance of measuring your past holiday seasons and what types of customers it's best to market to during this time of year. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the uh, Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream, which starts up again next week on Facebook on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the TechSite Builder Facebook page Click the following tab and then select see first so that the live stream will jump to the top of your newsfeed. All right, guys, this week we have another repeat. This time we're going way back in the archives all the way to episode 58 of the old podcast, the computer business. Uh, what was it called? The computer business podcast. That's right. Uh, and we are revisiting a cool kind of timely episode around preparing your business for the holidays, um, learn uh, how, how to uh, measure how your uh, business does during the holidays so that you can, um, you know, continue to, to expand uh, and, you know, who, who you can market to, some of the marketing messages you can use and how to make the most of this season, which is so unique during the year. People are out there spending money. It's very festive. You know, get caught up in that and let your clients know that you're, you're a festive business and you're, you're there for the holidays as well. We talk about all of that stuff. Uh, before we jump into that, just want to mention my first sponsor. That is Mixmax. That is the customer engagement and workflow automation application for small businesses. It integrates seamlessly into Gmail. So you just open up your Gmail, you write an email, and you've got all the cool little features from Mixmax in there. You can format your email with lots of cool different uh, formatting options. Uh, and it really kind of makes you uh, able to create a rich experience in your Gmail by uh, doing lots of cool stuff. I'm actually opening up my Gmail now so I can take a look at some of the cool things that Mixmax integrates. First of all, you have read tracking so you can check when people have read your email and it's right there in your list of emails. So as you're looking through your inbox, you can hover over a little lightning bolt and it pops open a window that shows you who's read it, when they read it. Um, how many times they read it, how many different locations they read it from, how many different devices they read it from, was it mobile, was it desktop, all of that stuff is there for you to, to see. Uh, you can also enhance your emails with cool features like uh, 
an event poll to find out when people are available for an event. Calendar invites, you can share your calendar availability. You can send a group poll. You can um, send a, a yes or no question, you know, just really quick. Hey, do you like this or not? Thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, you could do a more of a feature-rich survey, um, or you can send a poll. So you can kind of, you know, send to, if you have a group of people you want to see, you know, what the best solution is, you can send them a poll, they can vote on it, and then you can see, you know, how many people have voted on different options in the poll. Um, you can also include uh, rich article snippets, um, PDF slideshows, cloud attachments, social badges, file requests, so you can send and receive files securely, math equations, formatted code, tables, GIFs, <laughs> animated GIFs, uh, calls to action, um, custom HTML, videos, stickers. Um, you can uh, send a password-protected email. You can send a self-destructing email. Um, uh, lots of cool stuff. All of that is available right inside your email. I was just reading down the list, and I skipped a bunch of stuff, too. There's a lot more that's in there. So all of that, plus you can have email templates and sequences, so you can create the perfect email with one click. Automated reminders means nothing falls through the cracks. If you're using Salesforce or Pipedrive as your CRM, you can download the Chrome extension, so you can manage all of your CRM contacts directly from Gmail. Their rules and workflow automation means you can save times, lots of time, and increase your productivity using their workflow automation. All of that is done inside of Mixmax. You can get started for free. Just head on over to MixMax.com for more information and see why MixMax will be a game changer for your business. Also, really quick, just want to mention TechSite Builder. That's the other sponsor. TechSite Builder is the place where you can get a clean, professional website up and running for your computer business. Uh, we added a new concierge service to TechSite Builder, so now you can uh, we can create any kind of graphics you can want, whether it's logo, social media graphics, flyers, business cards. Any kind of graphic design you need for your business, you can do that through TechSite Builder's concierge service. But to take advantage of that, you must be a TechSite Builder user. So head on over to TechSiteBuilder.com, sign up, get started with a great website, and also take advantage of all of our concierge services. Head on over to TechSiteBuilder.com. All right, guys, without further ado, let's head into the featured interview. Hey, everyone. I have Dave Walker over from BizHive. Uh, he's actually uh, local to me, so it was great to connect with him over on last year when we had the uh, Small Business Expo here in Chicago. Um, he was holding uh, quite a few workshops there, and I thought that he had a lot of great information to, one, share to the listeners, and two, um, he has a very unique way of being able to explain the information, especially the platform um, that he's involved with that we'll uh, discuss later on. But um, Dave, thank you for taking out the time to uh, speak with us today. And uh, just wanted to you know, have you introduce yourself to the listeners and just uh, so we can know a little bit more about you. Well, thanks, Paco. And it was great meeting you at Small Business Expo. Um, you know, those are held all over the country and they really are a great networking opportunity. I've met a lot of great people over the many small business expos I've been to, and, and certainly you're one of them. So I'm thrilled to be here today and to talk about um, getting prepped for the holiday 2016 season and uh, really getting prepped for the end of the year and strong, uh, strong closing in uh, 2017, 2017 and getting off to a great start. So uh, absolutely, have lots of great information to share. Great, great, perfect. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you kind of got into uh, 
the field that you're in now and uh, just, you know, for those that may not uh, have heard of you or the organization, just a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Um, well, um, I uh, started my career back in the early 1980s um, with the Circuit City organization. And I've kind of been involved in marketing and advertising most of my career and most of my career working for Fortune 100 brands. So I went from Circuit City, I was part of the startup team in CarMax. I went from okay. there and was part of a turnaround team at Musicland Group up in Minneapolis, uh, uh, sold it successfully to Best Buy, uh, went and ran global marketing for Toys R Us for a number of years, um, then uh, came out to Chicago and ran a portfolio of ad agencies for Interpublic Group and got the crazy idea four years ago um, that uh, I wanted to be an entrepreneur, that I'd you know, been a professional manager my whole career working for other people and I decided I wanted to go out on my own which in its own right was looking back on it entirely crazy and insane. <laughs> um, but uh, the area that I really wanted to focus on was um, not big business marketing, but actually small business marketing. And it really was um, uh, kind of founded just seeing a lot of small businesses close and small businesses that I patronized and that I cared about and realizing that the reason that they were closing, like one of my favorite restaurants, Fat Rosie's, um, it's uh, tequila and, and tacos, which is always the best combination, as you nice. all know. Um, and uh, they closed not because the food was bad, but because they couldn't get lunchtime traffic. And mm. that was really, you know, to me was this, this idea that small businesses failed because of marketing or operations or technology or just keeping up versus mm. the product that they produced, which was, you know, could be excellent. And so I really kind of made it my mission and I've been very fortunate in drawing some great partners in around me to say, I really believe that small businesses um, deserve better and deserve to have the kind of support and resources and knowledge base that big businesses have. And so that's why we built BizHive and it's a free resource uh, serving now over 150,000 small businesses from all 50 states. That provides that that knowledge, that that advice, that expert perspective on all sorts of different things, whether it's marketing and advertising, or technology, or operations, or logistics, or uh, talent management, whatever. Um, okay. So that's kind of how we, you know, how how I started out and where I am now. Nice, very nice. Now, um, and we'll probably go into this a little bit later, but I know you mentioned that BizHive is. Uh, for the 50 states, do you know, do you do international as well or just simply right now for the 50 states? We have some international members, um, okay. mostly English speakers, um, but from as far away as Australia and um, the UK, Canada, of course, Mexico. So, yeah, we're starting to really see some, you know, good information and good advice for a small business, I think, uh, travels well. Um, the same kind of challenges exist pretty much everywhere in the world now, you know just right. trying to keep up. It's a very, very complicated world now. Um, and when you're a small business, how do you make sense of all of it? Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah. The reason why I just want to make sure, cause, uh, we have international listeners as well. So just, uh, once we talk about it in the end, I want to make sure everyone can benefit from uh, the great platform that, you know, I've, I've been a member of it as well for a little bit now since uh, we met back in the expo. Um, but I know that when we talked about, and we, uh, tried to connect several times before, you know, life happened. We just, you know, during the holiday season um, is actually coincidentally uh, when we were trying to connect. And the topic that I originally had in mind for today um, was kind of trumped because from our last discussion, you really hit a good um, 
topic for us because we get a lot of our listeners and you know small businesses all in general on how to prepare for the holiday season, which you touched on earlier um, when we were just discussing. And I know that's a big thing for me because I find myself every holiday season, either when it's close by, you know, during November season, December ish. Um, but more specifically when the holiday specials and the sales and, you know, the big, like everyone's in this rush and, and has that, uh, holiday fever, I always find myself, you know, it's a last minute thing where, man, I really wish I could, could have taken advantage of this. And, but more importantly, how do I do it? And when should I have thought about it? So it's been a, a, a big thing on my mind, but it never occurs to me until the holiday season gets there. Right. right. And I know that when we discussed that you uh, guys are starting something over there that um, I thought was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, why don't you uh, kind of start off with us as um, just in general, as far as, you know, holiday prepping and, you know, what should what should really be the first things people think of when they're trying to tackle something like this um, to prepare for the holiday season? Well, listen, it's a it's a, something I feel very passionately about, and my team feels passion, passionately about. Um, you know, we've spent uh, we kind of laughingly figured out that we'd spent collectively over two hundred and fifty years of holiday sales seasons um, between us. So <laughs> so we've. We've been to this movie a lot, and I think what you describe as being um, where many, many small businesses are in, when it comes to holiday season is a little bit of preparation, but frankly, far more reaction and kind of reactive planning than proactive planning. And that's a very, very common among small businesses. I mean, uh, you just end up being kind of uh, reacting to lots of the different things that are happening around you, and particularly the opportunities that are happening. And as you described, potentially missing them. And so that was something that I think from a discipline standpoint, I learned early in my career, particularly because of retail, is you, you could not avoid um, uh, planning. You had to plan. You had to plan inventory. You had to plan uh, payroll. You had to plan traffic. You had to plan so many different things. And I think that taking that planning discipline and really um, uh, you know, bringing out your kind of inner operator and really doing a good job of laying down exactly what you have to do is really what we want to inspire in, in small businesses and in your, in your listeners. And it's not hard. And I think that a lot of people kind of shrink away from planning or stop short of full planning because they think they just want to get to the action. They want to get to the season. They want to get to the sale. They want to get to the strong close of their year. And they just don't really step back and realize all the things that they can do that actually don't take a lot of time that can prep them for success. So um, we've spent the whole month of September, we call it Preptember, with our audience uh, and our small business uh, members in really talking about, you know, the definitive things you need to do to really be well prepared for, for holiday 2016 and a strong end of year. And, you know, we've kind of broken it down into 12 components, 12 things that we think if you take these steps in this order, you are going to have a much better sense as to what success will look like and, and be able to actually execute success. So um, do you want to talk about them, about those things? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then we'll also have a, a link in the show notes for those that are driving, listening to kind of fall back and um, go to the resource that you mentioned. But yeah, let's, let's talk about a couple of those, um, if not all 12. Um, and, uh, just so that we can get, uh, 
you know, our listeners excited on how they can really, you know, tackle this uh, for this coming uh, holiday season. Yeah, and, and I think that um, all this stuff, by the way, is available in richer detail on our website, and we'll talk about that at the at the end, so you don't have to write furious notes. But these are really kind of, you know, in sequence, what we have found over many years, many different businesses, many different size businesses, these are the things that really prep you for a great um, holiday season. The first one, and, and, and some of these, these first ones may seem um, almost like, well, duh, of course, but the first one is looking back to see ahead. And it's funny how many small businesses treat each holiday season as though it was something they'd never seen before. Um, and the truth of the matter is for many, for many small businesses, of course you've seen it before. Uh, you saw it last year. You saw it the, you know, in all likelihood for many years before. And so one of the, 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 the key starting points that we think for any small business is to really look back at holiday 2015, how you ended 2015, and really try and um, lay out, write down your successes and your shortfalls, the opportunities that you missed and the opportunities that you were able to capture. And first and foremost, you're going to see some common themes start to take shape. Um, maybe your customers surprised you. Maybe you had a product recall in the midst of your holiday season. Maybe your competitors were discounting more heavily. Maybe you got sick. There's any number of things that, you know, really kind of influence success or failure um, during the holiday selling season. But really, you know, sitting down and, you know, making what we believe is that kind of uh, three column list of these are the things I would do again. These are the keepers. These are the things um, in column B that are the weepers, the things that I would not do again. And then the things in column C we call sleepers. Those are the things that you'd, you'd really like to reconsider them or recast them. You'd like a do-over because your impulse was right, but maybe your execution wasn't. And so, you know, just creating that simple, you know, on a piece of paper or on an Excel spreadsheet, that column A of keepers, that column B of weepers, and that column C of sleepers will actually start to form for you, oh, okay, I, I just need to do these things again. And I need to not do these things. And I need to really do these things better. So what would you, um, what would be an example of what you would say would be the difference between a weeper and a sleeper? Um, where, because I know you mentioned the sleepers are going to be something that you would wish that you kind of redid. Um, what would be an example of something like that? Well, that you know, would for, fall in that for, um, uh, we have a lot of conversations with our small businesses that have e-commerce capabilities. And okay. one of their, uh, you know, uh, weepers slash sleepers for 2015 was free shipping. Should they offer free shipping? And um, if they do offer free shipping, uh, what really are the costs of doing that? And so for many of them, the, you know, the, the, what, we, what we're suggesting for 2016 is you don't abandon that, that that's a sleeper, that you, maybe what happened was is that you offered free shipping and you offered too much of it. You offered it on too many days or in too many categories or in too many big items, whatever it was. So re repurpose it and say, I'm going to offer free shipping, but I'd be much more targeted and, and careful with it. So that's that's an example of, a, of what some might think is a weeper, but really is a is a sleeper. Gotcha. OK, perfect. Perfect. So then the second thing is really, again, may may sound obvious, but that's, you know, just simply getting to a calendar and sitting down with a calendar and realizing how the holiday season lays out. And that's really from October 1st through January 1st. Um, 
And, and, and I think you want to do that on what we say is a comparable basis. You want to look at your results, if you have them, on a daily basis in 2015 or on a category basis or on a customer segment basis. So you really understand how did my sales season really lay out? Um, did I have a really strong start and a kind of a so-so first week of December and then a great finish? Or was really all my activity in the last five days before Christmas and the five days after? You know, how did it really lay out? And then you can do, you know, what we believe is really important, and that's a, um, an, uh, an opportunity must make calendar. And an opportunity must make calendar is literally looking at each day and your sales results from last year and saying, I did really, really well on that Saturday after Thanksgiving. I need to, that's a must make. I have to basically, you know, get over a big hump to increase my sales from last year and do things better. So now let me break it down. What did I do last, the last year? What did I, how did I do it? How did it really happen that I did so well? And then of course the opportunity days are the, are the opposite. They're the inverse. So those were days where I didn't do particularly, that I didn't do particularly well last year. And so I have some upside there. If I just executed better or brought a different, you know, kind of vision to the, to my marketing or to, you know, my product offering, I would do much better. So that really helps again by, by looking back and then really calendarizing it. Those first two steps really give you a sense of, wow, I, I, I kind of have a plan because I know what I need to do each day, where my opportunities are each day and the things that are keepers and, and, the, and the things that are sleepers. Gotcha. Now, so let me uh, ask you this. So for those that let's say they just started out business um, in the last couple months and didn't, and this is really their first holiday season that they're going into. So um, as we all know, the first year is just more of a document documentation phase. You got to yeah. kind of go through the punches and, and go from there. Um, for those, um, how would you say would be the best way for them to, you know, notate those, you know, must makes opportunities um, during the holiday season as they're going through it? Would it be kind of the similar fashion of making sure you have that calendar and if something stood out to you and they kind of reflect day by day? Or is that something that after the season has finished, they should go back and, and kind of just make sure that it's fresh to kind of adjust either in the middle of the season or after so they can be better prepared for the following? It's a great question. And we have a number of startup businesses who kind of look at us when we make this advice and say, well, geez, I don't really have that history to look at. And, and where I would point them is, well, however long you've been in business in 2016 has likely given you insights and data points that you can look at to say, these are the things that I think are working. These are the things that I'm not. But I think okay. this is where having a really great network of peers and fellow small businesses that are kind of in your industry, talk amongst yourselves. And, and that's really kind of point number three is, you know, get out there and really talk to other people who are in similar businesses or in the same physical geography location who aren't competitors, um, talk amongst basically your own, your own team and, and say, what, what did you guys notice? What did you see? You know, if you're more than just one person, you know, talk to that other person, those other people and really get their insights. Um, those are the things that really allow you to kind of um, have at least some fact-based insights on what your ultimate holiday plan is going to be. Um, and then, you know, strongly recommend that you look at some of the small business forecasts. We've got a really great one. Um, but look at small business forecasts for the holiday season and see some of the things that the quote experts are really talking about. Um, I know one that we really are drawing people's attention to 
is the fact that the Cyber Monday that was uh, for the last several years really been emerging as in a huge sales day, the, the mm-hmm. first Monday after Thanksgiving. And the theory is that people return to work and the speed of their work computers and they do a lot of shopping on that Monday after uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Um, gotcha. Well, what's happened now is, is that every Monday in December is a very big sales day, that precise effect. And so that's something that, you know, you can grasp hold of and say, I don't need history. I just need, you know, uh, my own, my own specific business is history. I just need to really kind of understand the, 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 what the forecasters are saying and really respond to that. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's great. That's great. Uh, information to be able to put there as far as, especially with the, um, on going back to what you mentioned as far as the communities and being able to be involved. So like here we have the YFNCG, we have our IT business owners group over on uh, the Facebook group for a lot of the communities for those who are just really trying to figure out. Um, and like you mentioned, having that past information, just because you've already gone through, no matter when you started in 2016, can help try and uh, alleviate that. And that's really uh, interesting point that you mentioned that, you know, how Cyber Monday has kind of evolved to a point where now essentially every Monday is uh, going in the holiday season to be a big uh, shopping day online. And I've also noticed that, you know, now with uh, a lot of retail, big retail shops now are trying to take advantage of a lot of the online sales to kind of alleviate their walk-in traffic but also to try and get more sales and not waiting to that Monday to get that cash flow going in. Absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, um, small businesses always do a great job of zigging when others are zagging. Uh, the successful ones do. Um, and so, but so finding your own kind of small business rhythm where you can really um, effectively counter some of the big, some of the big things that the big retailers are doing is, is always great. Um, you know, we strongly encourage our, uh, small business members to participate in Small Business Saturday. Uh, small Business Saturday is that first Saturday right after Thanksgiving. Um, it's that that Friday, what's called Black Friday. That's always kind of conceded to the really large businesses. Small businesses can really stake out a place on that Saturday and really be their own destination. And we see a lot of our, particularly retail small businesses, kind of band together in communities and neighborhoods and merchants associations and really make the most out of that. Um, and, you know, it's not just retail. Every small business can participate in Small Business Saturday and and small business promotions, really no matter yeah. what they are. And I think, uh, uh, I believe American Express made a really big stance on helping and ha- having small businesses partake in Small Business Saturday. Um, and I'll try and uh, include that link in the show notes as well for those who... Um, may have just heard this for the first time or just needs to look or hear a little bit more about it who have heard it, but never really dove into it. So yep. no, that's, that's really great. Um, now, uh, so we're at what point three is it? Uh, we're, we're actually up to, up to five. And, and I think this five, is where okay. we kind of, you know, really kind of talk, hopefully kind of wrap a button on the things you can do really uh, ahead of time. And that's, okay. um, you know, really uh, making sure that you have um, a terrific, uh, capability and in, in, in around talking to your your customer, um, you know, for most small businesses, uh, the eighty twenty rule really applies. I and mean, eighty percent of sales really come from that top twenty percent of customers. And hopefully, as a small business, you know who they are. Um, you know how to email them, call them, text them, and otherwise contact them. Because those are the people during the holiday season that really 
you want to spend 80% of your marketing effort and your time on making sure they're coming to visit you, they're buying from you, they're increasing their, their purchases with you, that you're serving them really terrific. Um, kind of the, the, the false lead that a lot of small businesses go down, particularly during the holiday season, is pursuing new customers. And consumers will tell you they really don't change their shopping habits. In fact, on the contrary, and their buying habits during the holiday season, they tend to go back to the places they know are reliable, that they've done business with, that they've, you know, they know the quality, they know the product, they know the people, et cetera. And, you know, we see a lot of customers, a lot of members rather, you know, kind of taking that 80-20 rule and flipping it and spending 80% of their time and their budget on going after new customers when the reality is they should be focusing on those best customers. And here's one more button to that, and I think an important one. Use your best customers as a referral engine for new customers during this holiday season. You don't have to spend any money to basically get a great customer to pass your name along. And that's really where you can spend your time and your energy in really A, making a great relationship with your best customers even better and getting the sales from them, and then just asking for their help. And customers really, there's nothing they like more than being asked for their help. And, and, and it's just one of those things we're always reluctant to do. We're always reluctant to say to a great customer, hey, I'd really love a referral from you. Who do you know that's like you that would really appreciate my service? Um, who would really appreciate what we do? And they're so happy to help. And so take advantage of that. Uh, we, you know, we are becoming a review and referral society. And if right. you can really master that, I guarantee you, you'll get is you'll get a significantly higher return out of quote your new customer acquisition strategy for holiday season. Yeah, no, and and I totally agree because we've noticed, and you know, uh, on on the shows that I've been on uh, on you know computer business podcast, Podnuts, um, all the other networks, you know, that's always a common theme, right? Is everyone always says, "Man, the holidays are really slow. Um, there, we're not getting really any new customers. You know, what can we do?" And I think you hit it right in the head where you know. Being able to focus it on during this is the time to focus on your existing customers versus trying to acquire the new customers. And I think that was a great point that you hit. And the other piece of it is exactly like you mentioned, it's hard to, you know, including for myself to to our one of our best customers to ask them for a referral because we, we're always feeling like, wow, are we pushing the line? Are we pushing uh, um, that boundary to ask for some help. And I think that's just something that we need to kind of get over. Um, in your experience, have you noticed that just physically picking up a phone or just paying a visit and talking to them has yielded better results than, let's say, a holiday card or you know an email kind of requesting the same thing? I think that the more uh, direct and pointed you can be in your request for help from a customer, the better the results will be. I think okay. I absolutely think holiday cards are great, but unless the holiday card specifically says, by the way, I would really appreciate a referral from you, then it's not a wasted communication, but it's a missed opportunity. It's a it's an opportunity to really again say thank you. Of course you want to say thank you. Of course you want to recognize you want to basically say I, I recognize you as one of my best customers. You may even want to extend a reward, but basically you want to you want to ask for a referral. So you know that old 
um, uh, the four R's of how to really, you know, effectively create a real referral engine are reach. You want to reach out to them. You want to recognize them. Um, you want to reward them and you want to ask for a referral. And th that's a really great formula for success, particularly at this time of year. Perfect. Awesome. So then the next things are really, Paco, you know, are really kind of almost, you can go through them fairly quickly. And in fact, frankly, some of them are, are very germane to your audience because not only do they kind of reside maybe in their own businesses, but really are things that um, they in turn can uh, talk to about with their customers. Um, the first is making sure that your website is absolutely everything it needs to be. It's funny how um, a lot of small businesses kind of kick the can down the road of making sure that their website does everything that it's supposed to do in, in 2016. It's supposed to be able to capture leads. It's supposed to be something that really very clearly helps location search. Um, it's something that is intended to be not just a static kind of sales brochure, but a real opportunity to converse with your consumers. It's something that is absolutely necessary that it is mobile responsive. Um, we know that for our site, um, and you know, we'll get as many as a million hits a month, that now 75% of our visitors are coming from a mobile device. And so if our site is not mobile responsive, then that's a huge failure on our part. Right. And, and unfortunately, only about 40% of small business websites are mobile responsive. When you think about that gap and that in that enormous opportunity, wow, what a shame. Uh, right. So making sure your .com is the bomb, that's really you know what we try and stress <laughs> is make sure your website is right. And, right, and especially with the uh, Google changing their algorithms as well to being mobile friendly first for mobile searches. I mean, it's just amazing that that number is not a little bit higher um, after all those big changes in the beginning of the year. I know it's 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 disappointing, and you know we really try and preach from the mountaintop how important this is. But you know, it really it's it's a scary proposition when you just simply do simply do a, a you know website search on. How do I make my how do I make my website mobile responsive? Even if you know the right language to use, the resources that are presented are a rat's nest. It's really hard to figure it out. So that's where you really do need an IT pro to step in and basically help you, not hold your hand necessarily, but you know help you get it done. Um, and so I think that's a that's a huge opportunity. Um, that, and and really to kind of extend the the mobile conversation is you know mobile is now our really our ubiquitous search device it's our ubiquitous e-commerce device it's the thing that basically you know we cradle in our palm at least i do when i fall asleep at night i mean it is absolutely <laughs> the thing that is so critically important and you know we really say go mobile or go home if you don't go mobile and really uh, as a small business take advantage of what mobile apps, mobile technologies, mobile capabilities really are during this holiday season, you're going to miss the wave. And the wave is really never going to come back to you. You're, you're, you're going to be playing catch up pretty much forever. So whether it's just simply, you know, making your website mobile responsive or getting uh, mobile payment, virtual payment systems installed so people can use in your place of business, Google Wallet or Apple Pay, um, having Basically, um, uh, uh, all of your capabilities in your salespeople's hands 
on mobile devices, all your sales tracking, all of your bookkeeping, all of your invoice processing, everything is basically, you know, you should be able to activate it from a mobile device. Yeah. And it, and it's, it, it really speaks to our industry as well, because, you know, when we're repairing a lot of the uh, PCs or uh, laptops, you know, sometimes that's the only workstation or you know, work, work productive machine in that house. And what they have to do is when it goes down, rely on their mobile phone or tablet to find you. And although a tablet sometimes may be a little bit easier to see the site, but especially like you just mentioned, if they only have their smartphone and they're trying to find things on your site, if you haven't made it easier for them, they're going to go on to the next. So it's definitely a big, uh, big thing that's going on. And, you know, it's something to be made aware of too. Yeah. And then there's one last little thing that again, it's surprising how difficult it is online to really find resources that can execute this for you. It's really click to call on your website. Click to call is probably from a convenience standpoint, from a consumer um, appreciation standpoint, is one of the most important and simplest features that you can add to your website. Um, You know, if 70% of searches are coming from a handheld device, then why wouldn't you have click to call on your website? So that people- and for those that may not know what click to call is, what is uh- click to call is just simply that you know that nice little button that appears on a website, whether it's on a mobile screen or whether it's on a desktop, that allows a consumer to instantly connect via phone to that place of business, and um, doesn't necessarily have to ring you at three o'clock in the morning. Um, there's <laughs> you know there's lots of great uh, phone answering services out there that can be scripted to really handle that kind of inbound call. But click to call, you know, I, I just always picture my wife driving down Randall Road out here in West Chicago, which is a very busy retail street with three kids in the car and really, you know, uh, probably doing what she shouldn't do, which is, you know, looking at the screen while she's driving, but trying to figure out if Target has something in stock uh, before she pulls in and schleps the kids out of the car. That's the kind of right. thing where click to call is a lifesaver. Click to call allows her to call the store instantly and find out if what she's looking for is there. Um, you know, we're as marketers, we always want to take advantage of people's impulses and their impulse to connect to us is really fulfilled by click to call. So it's, it's really, really critical to have. that. Yeah, definitely. And obviously it's going to be a lot easier for you to implement that versus hitting your number, trying to copy and paste, select it into your phone app, hitting the paste, then calling in. This is just going to cut out all that for you guys to, uh, kind of go from there. Yep. Perfect. Great, great. So, so, you know, the next gang of things, and again, I'll kind of move quickly through these because they're all kind of in the same family. But, you know, we we basically uh, started uh, an effort with our small business base um, earlier this year. We, we called it Welcome to the Machines. And it really was to try to educate small businesses on the power of new technologies, new tools, machines that basically help you get critical things in your business done. Now, the, the list is you know, almost too long to go through, but things like cloud storage, um, how important cloud storage is really and has become for every business, but particularly small business who are more likely to have fragmented data, fragmented data warehousing, fragmented files and customer lists and all the rest, and multiple people using multiple systems to you know, do the work that they need to do. So the cloud is something that, you know, again, we, we're very, very emphatic that if you're not on the cloud, if you're not conducting your business on the cloud and in many ways is are available, then you're really missing a great opportunity. 
And then you add to that things like just having great um, machinery around your customer relationship management. That could be just a simple email management app, or it could be something as complicated as a native CR, what's called a native CRM system, something that really tells you everything you need to know about your customers and their behaviors. Those are all important machines to kind of add to your marketing mix. And then some you know, other machines that actually many of our small businesses are finding um, add a really interesting, positive impact on their business is Wi-Fi. Having Wi-Fi in their place of business, free Wi-Fi. It's something that you wouldn't think would be um, in, a, in a retail location or in a, I mean, you think that you think of that in a restaurant or a sports bar or something like that, that, hey, that might be important for somebody who's, you know, out on, out on sales calls and they need just a quick Wi-Fi connection. It's becoming actually important in all places of business, offering free Wi-Fi and having Wi-Fi capabilities available to your customers. So those are just kind of some of the machines that really, you know, we think are, are out there and really important for businesses. And then the flip of that is, of course, cybersecurity. And I think that is, again, a, an area where many small businesses really fall short and really don't understand, think that merely having Windows Defender or some other form of firewall is enough until right. something bad happens. And, yep. you know, what we're seeing is, is that the financial impact, the financial recovery of a cyber breach or a hacking of someone's credit card transaction system uh, or the theft of customer data and customer profile information is a six-figure, it's a, it's a six-figure problem. And that's if you can just pay your way to kind of undo the problems that are created by breaches and hacks. Um, it, for many businesses, it can be the kiss of death because yep. they lose their reputation. So we so strongly emphasize secure your business, secure all points of your business. Don't leave windows open, doors unlocked, um, hoses running. You know, don't, don't <laughs> right. do it. It's just too dangerous in this day and age. And, yeah, know, and it's and it's such a big piece too because we try to educate our customers in so many ways with the many uh, compliances of HIPAA and FINRA and just really trying to dial down on that. And it's it's such a big topic because everyone's interested in it. But once they really got down to brass tacks on how to secure yourself, it tends to be a little bit more difficult than normal to try and help them implement those things necessary to secure themselves. Which, you know, maybe is a good segue, Paco, into really kind of talking about specifically for your audience, what we see here as we were kind of thinking about this podcast, we were thinking about, you know, how can we help IT professionals, whether they're solo operators or part of small groups or even larger consultancies, how can we point them to the opportunities that we see in the larger small business community that's out there? Um, you know, and many of those we've, we've kind of touched on. But, you know, to just kind of place some emphasis on, on these, particularly that we see your audience really having a great sales opportunity over the course of the next 90 days. You know, the first one is helping your, your customers address their website, really providing them, you know, a free assessment of how, how fast is this website, you know, run it through um, page speed. Uh, what kind of results are they seeing really on Google Analytics? Are they seeing, you know, a, a huge bounce rate? Are they seeing 
uh, page failure rate of some sort where you know transactions are being abandoned in their Shopify app. I mean, any of those things are you know kind of critical to the ultimate sales success of a small business during the small uh, during the holiday sales season, and they just not, might not be front and center for them. And you, as as their trusted partner, can really point those things out to them. And then one that we know um, is you know, frequently a, a challenge for small businesses is making sure that they are fully taking advantage of local SEO opportunities from their website. And it starts with simply having their business name and address on their homepage. And unfortunately, about 60% of our members don't do that. They don't oh, put their physical address and their location front and center on their homepage. They usually put it in an about us column or a contact us kind of tab that may appear at the top or the bottom. They just bury it. And of course, we all know as kind of the, the you know, supposed subject matter experts that when the little Google gnomes come out at night, that's what they're looking for. They're looking right. for those local mentions. So that's just a content thing that so many, again, of our, our small businesses don't do that I think uh, pros like you can really point out. And, and then, you know, really, I think uh, because point of sale systems just in general are becoming, frankly, more and more like uh, real data management devices. They're not just transactional devices. They really are about capturing information, not just from customer, not just from inventory, not just from transaction, it's really so much information. How, how good is it? How good is their point of sale system? And is it really doing everything that it needs to do? And is now, before it's too late with the holiday season approaching, is it time to really uh, make their point of sale systems more robust? And if there's an opportunity, frankly, for any small business to move to a or at least integrate some sort of virtual payment capability. In other words, a square fob, um, excuse me, on, a, on an iPad, or whether it's um, some sort of uh, device that's enabled from, from a, a smartphone. But the ability to take a transaction and complete it from a device that's held in the hand, that's not just for your locksmith or your landscaper. That's for everybody. Um, everybody is really now able to complete business in a one-on-one -on -one kind of uh, interaction with their customer. And so we strongly recommend that as well. And then I think, you know, some of the marketing things that, you know, we were talking about before that you can really help um, with small businesses are, you know, do they have a CRM system? Is it really plugged in in all the right places? Is the storage of the information right? Is it secure? Um, those are all things that I think pros like you can help out with. And then um, uh, really looking at then the data storage of these small businesses and saying, you know, I know you feel good about carrying all the vital information of your business under your arm on that nasty little pavilion laptop, you know, <laughs> crack screen that you've got. But Dude, you're asking for trouble. Right. Just, it's not a healthy way. It's not a safe way to really kind of run your business. And, and of course, that invites the conversation that you guys are so well qualified to have about cybersecurity. 
but that kind of one-two punch of have you really backed up all this critical information for your small business on the cloud? Have you given yourself that insurance policy? And have you really done the right things, the simple things to protect your business um, and protect your cyber health, basically? And oh, by the way, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. They're just simple things like changing passwords and making sure that your employees are practicing good cyber hygiene and all that good stuff, which you guys are you know, all intimately familiar with. Um, and then there's other things that we can do for you. Um, right. No, I couldn't agree more with uh, what you were saying, especially with uh, a lot of the customers, exactly like you mentioned, that they'll have just a consumer laptop or just any laptop of that matter. And just, you know, with no encryption, with no, and, and it's a constant fight. But I think now that, as you mentioned, as we're going toward the holiday season and as they start to review on what they really need to do to scale out their business, it'll help us, you know, gain those uh, opportunities to help them as well. Yep, exactly. And I think that the more you can get your customers talking about it, again, what a great source of referrals is, you know, when a friend basically takes the time to say, you know, I know other small businesses who are lazy like me or who are unprepared like me or who are just simply not knowledgeable like you've made me. Asking them for referrals is so that you can go continue to do that Lord's work of helping those small businesses get on the cloud, get cyber secure, I think is a great, it's a great conversation starter for, for referrals because it is so critical. And so helpful. Gotcha. So Dave, we're, we're winding down a little bit on time here. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is we'll wrap up here. Um, and for those that, you know, have found uh, Dave's information very informative on uh, the 12 steps that he mentioned, well, we will have that link uh, of the, uh, you know, de- definitive guide to, you know, holiday 2016 prep uh, in the show notes. So you can kind of go into more detail on what he has on the site, but why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about BizHive? I know that uh, you know we kind of uh, you know hinted at it a couple times. What it is? Why don't you tell us what it's you know what it does, what it's, it's available for, and uh, just how you know our listeners can possibly benefit from uh, that community as well? Yeah, happy to. Um, you know, first and foremost, it's a free resource. Um, we wanted to lower the barrier for any small business, whether they were starting out or their third generation, any small business to learn about and shop for and ultimately connect to the products and services that would help them grow. And we originally started as merely offering kind of resources around marketing and advertising because we know that's an area where there's just a lot of complexity. There's a lot of new stuff. And in all likelihood, you know, you're getting bombarded with sales calls, whether they coming in through email or coming in through the phone or coming in through the door. There's lots of people trying to sell you advertising, marketing, media promotions kind of stuff. And how do you make sense of all of it and, and what's specifically right for you? But in the process of building that combination of an, an expert advisor and a marketplace, that's free resource, we learned that um, small businesses were facing, frankly, exactly the same challenges whether it was around finance or around talent management or around technology or around uh, really anything, any of the things that would potentially resources that would help them grow, the marketplace had become confusingly complex. Um, The options were kind of hard to sort out and the actions that one needed to take to make an informed buying decision just weren't, weren't really clear. And so our premise is that 
every small business wakes up in the morning with a list of jobs to do, of jobs to be done. So that's how we've organized the site around lots and lots of different jobs that need to get done, whether it's fixing a bad Yelp review or upgrading, stepping up to the cloud or mastering your own business finances. Those are all things that kind of appear on the average small businesses to-do list. And then we try and break down each job to be done in really simple component steps. Why am I doing this? It's a really simple question that never gets asked in so many different kind of resource considerations of why exactly should I care about reputation management? Why should I care about cybersecurity? Well, we really try and very crisply answer that question. And then we try and answer three very important questions right behind it. How, how, should I, how does this work? Um, not necessarily that anyone wants to become a subject matter expert in social media, but how does Facebook work? And how do the smartest small businesses out there really use Facebook as a for instance? The third one is how much does it cost? Because many times in these resources, you don't know where to place the decimal point because frankly, you've never bought it before. And you don't know if you're repaving your driveway or you're reconstructing your house. You don't know how, you don't have any idea how much something really should cost. And probably the best example of that is what should a good website cost? There's so much out there right now on what a good website should cost in so many different um, uh, different price points that just makes you know small most small businesses head spin. And then the fourth right. one is, what do I need to do? What do I exactly need to do? Give me a checklist. Help me staple this to my to-do list so I can feel like I'm getting the job done and I know when it is done. And so with those four questions behind these jobs to be done, that's really our framework. And... Um, and that's what we really present to any small business. Uh, and as I said, we're in 50 states. We have 150 different categories of business that are members of our site. And uh, we really try and lay it out as, as simply and straightforward and, and as actionable a way as possible. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Dave, again, you know, uh, for those who want to reach out to Dave, definitely jump on uh, bizhive.com. We'll have the, uh, that link also in the show notes as well. Dave, do appreciate you uh, taking out the time to really talk about this, uh, you know, preparing for the holiday season. I think that's a really big topic that uh, we didn't hit on before. And I think that uh, hopefully this will be a lot of beneficial information for our listeners. And again, appreciate you uh, coming out. Really appreciate it, Paco. A lot of fun. Thanks very much. Thank you. Alrighty, guys, uh, that's it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed that blast from the past interview. Let's keep the conversation going. Head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can leave comments in the show notes and get links to everything that was mentioned in this episode in the show notes page. Don't forget to follow us, uh, to, to join us in the Facebook group. Just search for Computer Business Marketing on Facebook or go to techsitebuilder.com slash group. Finally, don't forget to leave a review for us in iTunes or Stitcher. Um, we love to hear the shout outs that you give to us on those platforms. And if you leave us a review, take a screenshot, email that to mail at techsitebuilder.com. Then uh, I will send you a free copy of my ebook, How to Quit Your Job and Start a Computer Business. So uh, that's just a way of me saying thanks for you taking the time to leave a review. Finally, don't forget our, our sponsors, Mixmax at mixmax.com and TechSiteBuilder at techsitebuilder.com. Thanks for uh, hanging out uh, at another episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. This is Matthew Rodella saying, here's to your success. Mm-hmm.